Hey everyone, uh, welcome to episode three of Into the Norm. Uh, today we have a special guest, Mayan, uh, who deals with precious metals and cryptocurrency. Welcome to Into the Norm, where Mitch, Brian, and Sean, three regular dudes, dive into the day-to-day bullshit on a weekly basis. So that is the uh, new intro to the show, by the way, <laughs> and uh, put together by Brian, who's supposed to be the second co-host of the show and the one who kind of got us into starting a podcast. So starting a new podcast, he said, I'll write you a cool intro, he said, and then he never fucking shows. So, um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, my on, so you are, you deal with gold, silver, and uh, precious metals and crypto, um, which, you know, we're, we're going to get to all that, uh, which that's a very, to me, I'm, I'm always very inquisitive about that kind of stuff because I don't invest in any of it. Uh, so I think a lot of people have a lot of questions, uh, about all that stuff. Uh, but first thing I want to kind of dive into those kind of who you are, where you're from. Uh, so where, where are you from exactly? I know you, you I know you're a U.S. citizen, but where, where, you know, what's your background? Um, well, thank you for having me. Um, well, I was born in Israel and um, I come with a more of a security background rather than precious metals. Um, I arrived to the U.S. Um, about 20 years ago and um, one thing led to another and uh, today uh, I have a small shop. Uh, that specialize in buying and selling gold, uh, silver, bullion, and coins. Uh, and uh, crypto is uh, more of a hobby uh, that is uh, kind of taking over my life right now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. What what um what what brought you to the U.S.? <clears throat> um, that's a long story but uh when i first came here um i joined uh, some family that i had in baltimore uh baltimore maryland and um somehow i ended up in uh west virginia uh which is a neighboring state and um yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any like what what any uh so how how old were you when you left Israel? Were you were you like adolescent or were you an adult? So I in Israel it's mandatory to to join the the service. Um, after my service, I uh, needed some break from life, and I uh, kind of took my backpack and I flew to India and I traveled in India for about a year. Uh, from India, I went to Nepal, uh, went to Tibet, just backpacking. Um, came back to India and um, just uh, took a flight uh, to the U.S. to visit some family. And um, that's that's basically how I got here, I guess. Yeah, that no, that's that's awesome. It's really, it's, I think it's always interesting to find people's backstory. Uh, with that kind of stuff, any 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 stark differences that, that you missed that you you had in Israel uh, that you don't see a lot in the U.S. at all? 
Um, I mean, this is this is the the, the land of opportunities here, and uh, anyone who can't see it, anyone who lives here and can't see it, uh, to me, maybe they haven't been outside of the U.S. Um, this is the place where everybody wants to come and and and, and succeed and do something. The, the opportunity is here, and, and I'm, I'm I'm a perfect example. Um, I can tell you that uh, my background, due to um, some bad circumstances, um, I didn't, for example, I didn't finish the ninth grade. I dropped off of school before I finished my ninth grade. And um, here I am today um, with no formal education, um, with, I would say, a successful business. Um, with uh, successful uh, uh, investment portfolio, um, I speak two languages. When I when I came here, I had no English whatsoever. I had to learn a brand new language to a point where I can communicate, where I can negotiate, where I can close deals, where I can uh, do my taxes, where I can um, just live and communicate. Uh, build relationships, and um, if if from today I can um, maybe inspire one person who think that uh, because uh, I don't know they drop off school and they, they you know they can't and they won't do anything. This is uh, I'm a living proof that it's possible that you can do it. It's it's uh, just a matter of uh, in, with my perspective, it's a matter of uh, determination and uh, being stubborn and 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 know what you're worth uh, that's awesome uh, it's well it, it doesn't hurt the fact that you're jewish and it seems like every jewish is successful <laughs> <laughs> i mean those guys it is very true yeah. <laughs> I, 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 i've yet i've yet to come across a jewish person who hasn't had like a great deal of success <laughs> somewhere along the way you know like walk by like man that guy's a piece of shit nope not <laughs> well you know i i would have to disagree on that um <laughs> Just like anywhere in the world, you have. If if you go to Israel, there, there is poverty. Poverty in Israel. There is there is uh, there's homeless problems. There is a lot of people that just don't make it. Uh, the fact that you are, uh, you know, if if your religion is one or another, I don't think it's a factor. I know it's kind of maybe sound funny, but I I don't see that as a uh, factor to your. Um, um, uh, you being successful or, or um, you know, uh, you, you can see poverty everywhere. And uh, uh, on that note, uh, I think uh, Sean knows that I, I have a dream one day of um, being, get to a point where I can, I can help the, the ones that are helpless. Um, uh, for me, a, a big deal is uh, helping uh, animals, uh, but uh, humans uh, will be a, a, a great thing also to do. So you're close second, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's important. You know, we have a lot of. Uh, we have a lot of people on this planet that their luck is just not on their side. And uh, uh, I think the, with the, maybe a little bit of guidance and help, um, with you know, people like us can make a change. I, I can see. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people in the, born in just bad parts of the earth that just don't have a 
even shot at, at a good life. So I, 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 I think a lot of people in the U.S. don't really realize what they have uh, because they haven't visited outside the States and experienced probably what you've experienced in, in your past. When I, I remember when I, when I landed uh, in India, uh, I was born. I even took a little course before I, before I flew over there just to kind of prepare me to what, what I see. And, and, and that, that's a moment that I will never f- forget. And I think a lot of backpackers kind of have this um, culture shock. Uh, when they, I landed in um, in uh, Mumbai, um, and um, I remember getting out of the, the 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 whole airport area, and I was immediately surrounded by kids, just ten, fifteen kids. They're young; they're four, they're five, and they're asking you for food. They're just hugging my legs, and they're hungry. They have no food, and um, and and uh, later on, I realized that there is there is a huge problem in India with uh, parents actually, um, actually they're creating deforms in their kids, so they can be better beggars, so they can, so people will have more compassion to them, um, and and you see it, you see it all over, everywhere you go. Um, it's kind of horrific, you and and it's hard for me to say, but you kind of get used to it. Um, I bet. So, it, are, are, are you are you saying that they the parents are basically training the kids to to be a, like professional beggars in a sense? Yeah, and they deform it, them. In the deform, it's a profession over there. Um, I don't know. That was the they, one. They, that they, was... they, they deform the kid. Like, what do you mean? Like they like, chop off their arm, like arm or something like that. Like they, they... Uh, they will tie their feet in a way that the feet will grow in, in an awkward way. Uh, and they're going to be crippled for the rest of their lives. But by doing that, people, um, tourists, outsiders will have more compassion to them because they will see someone with uh, some kind of a deform and, uh, they could, Make more money. There, um, the 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 scenes that you see, you're not you, you're not used to this. You know, uh, people who lives in the U.S. You don't you don't see stuff like that here. There's some other problems here, but um, to me, this is um, this was an eye opening, um, and um, you know, you you could feel. It could be kind of discouraging. I, I took it something as, uh, for me, it's, I'm trying to, to get some kind of uh, um, encouragement from this. You know, um, I, I want to be, I want to be successful. I want to get to a point where I can, where I can make a change, where I can, when I can help, um, even if it's on a small scale. And um, you know, we're talking business and. If if one thing that's motivate me is this, if something that wants me to keep going, there's a lot of, you know, Sean is a businessman. I know I know Sean actually uh, for quite some time. Uh, ask any kind of businessman what's your motivation, what keeps you going, you know, any kind of business owner, and they'll tell you. Everybody got their own story. Everybody got something that will push them, that will motivate them. To me, is this. I I, I want to get to a point one day where I can make a change. That's awesome. Uh, so, do you, do you have any kids? Do you have any kids? Are you married? I got two cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, no, I, I recently divorced, no kids uh, yet, maybe one day. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think, it, uh, I mean, that what you were talking about, I mean, it really hits home with people that have kids. So I think, I think if you, if you had a, I mean, you know, whatever your, your life holds for you, if you adopt or whatever, once you actually have a kid, I mean, I think, I think you're, it's just going to like that kind of, when you hear that kind of shit, that kind of pisses you off, you know, uh, people, but that's the world today. I mean, the U S has got this bubble where it, like it's supposed to be perfect and it's really not, oh, we fight about it. It's not that way. Yeah, we fight about the stupidest shit. I mean, compared to that, I mean, <laughs> you know, we're we're fighting about like all this dumb media bullshit, and then meanwhile, over in India, there's kids' feet getting tied together so they can look super awkward, so that the person can feel bad for them and give them a fucking dollar for to go back and give it to their parents. You know, it's just fucked up. So, thanks for uh, completely depressing our audience. <laughs> my- <laughs> Did you tell him what you did? I mean, he they basically adopted instead of giving the money to all these children and really going broke doing it. He adopted one child while he was over there. You want to tell him about that? I mean, yeah. So your heart breaks, you know, especially when it's kids. You're like, okay, here, take money. This is food. Here is, and then a week later, I'm realizing, hey, I'm here on a trip. Uh, I am on a budget. If I want to keep doing this, my trip is going to be over next week. And that's not the plan. So uh, me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, we decided that we're going to take, um, we're going to kind of adopt a a child once a week. And we're going to give them the best day of their lives. The absolute best day. So um, uh, the the most uh, memorable, I guess, kid, uh, I, we named him uh, Mowgli because he he had no he had no clothes. He was really dirty looking. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can tell this kid didn't have a shower for a very long time. And um, but we managed to communicate. Um, and we I, I remember this, and and I will never forget never forget it. We we took him to this uh, really nice restaurant actually. And as soon as we um, wanted to get in, they stopped us and basically told us that he can't come in. And we're like, no, he's with us and he's coming in and he's going to order whatever he wants to order. And if you're going to give us any hard times, we're going to give you 10 times uh, <laughs> hard times. <laughs> so they, they, they were convinced. Um, and we just told him, you know, just take whatever you want. And uh, for the entire day, we just everywhere we went to the markets, whatever he was pointing at, we'll just take it. Sure, no problem. Um, and then at the end of the day, I remember we asked him, like, what is the thing that you want the most? The absolute thing that, what is it? And um, he wanted a cassette player. That's, that's all he wanted, cassette player. Wow. So we got him, we got him a cassette player. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, that's so. Once a week, we will do it. So this way, we can actually uh, still uh, did you preserve buy our budget. Did you buy him a cassette? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you only asked for the uh, player. Uh, you know, good question. I don't remember. Good I luck. Think we did. <laughs> 
think we did. Uh, Do you remember uh, what, 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 what cassette you bought? You bought him like the worst. You bought him like Steve Perry's greatest hits. Because like, what the fuck is this? What? <laughs> or a cassette player with no headphones. <laughs> yeah, no, it came with headphones. <laughs> you know, uh, back, back then... Um, their local currency is a rupee. Um, and if my memory is still right, for every dollar we would get uh, like 60 rupees or something like that. Uh, just to give you an idea, if you buy a can of Coke, uh, a small one, it will cost you five rupees. Just oh, think wow. how many cans of Coke you can buy. Yeah, the value of their money is, is, is it's crazy. I don't know the ratio now, rupee to uh, US dollar. Um, but... They're they're not making a lot of money over there, and for us, it's nothing. What a dollar! It's nothing, you know. It's Wait, um, and you can buy so much with a dollar over there. The only good thing about rupees, though, is that you can find them in bushes and in vases. Got to be games. So one rupee is equal to a little over one cent. Okay. No way. So, Holy crap. How many rupees can you get with a dollar today? Um if you're on if you're online, I'm curious. Okay, let's see. I'd imagine a hundred. Seventy four point six five. So you can get almost seventy five rupees. That's yeah, that's crazy. That's the- I remember <laughs> I remember getting uh, you know, staying in a guest house for twenty rupees. No you stay way. the night, wow. you get Yep, yeah, you get it's not nothing fancy, you know, but uh for for a traveler, it's, you need a bed, you need a place to take a shower. Um, that's it. So you can you can you can live like a king over there. Just yeah, you could you could choose your lifestyle in in India. There's really at the time at the time that I was there, there weren't really a middle class. You're either extremely poor, they have this caste system. You're extremely poor, or you're extremely rich beyond. Oof, the 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 rich over there are uh, extremely rich. Uh, it's like nothing in between, you know. I could travel. I could, if I wanted to move from point A to point B, I could take um, uh, a really. I could. I could take a helicopter, you know, for cheap. Or I could take the train with the local people, which that's the way I chose to travel. I wanted to experience the, the culture. I wanted to to, to to feel the people, mingle with the people, um, and it. It was, um, yeah, super, not expensive at all. But I, I tell you, it gives you a, a lot of perspective about life. And um, when you come to the U.S., and, and that, to me, I don't know, maybe it's just life. Maybe it's the uh, military service. Maybe it's the travel in India. I, I, I look at the U.S. and I'm like, wow, this place is amazing. You got everything here. You got, there's some things here that people take it as for granted. Um, that are just not available in other places of the world. There, it's not. I just wish it was a requirement for citizens to go abroad for at least a certain period of time <laughs> to see how good they have it. I mean, mandatory just, vacation. I mean, the whole of the thing. <laughs> yeah, but they all got the, it's just they the, the fucking Bahamas. So privileged. <laughs> <laughs> Seems great outside the U.S. <laughs> Send their asses to Russia. See how that feels. <laughs> we we have a friend that they they moved to New Zealand for a while, and even though it's like gorgeous and they they love like the the mountains and everything, but they were they were just 
they were they hated the fact that they couldn't get certain items like in the grocery store like or the certain foods and it, it was such a lifestyle change in that manner they're like nah, we, we really want to get back to the states so they then they moved over to canada and i was talking to them yesterday and they're they're saying how even in canada there's certain things that they still really miss about the u.s like in amazon amazon in canada you have to pay for shipping in the u.s it's free shipping and like and I'm, and, <laughs> and this game is, changer right, a complete game changer compared to the starving kids in india with <laughs> exactly right. and, and, and <laughs> exactly it gives you a perspective you right know? oh it's it's crazy um so just out of curiosity, what happened to the kid after you put him the cassette player? And you're like, wait, wait, did you, ever, did you ever see him again? Was that the last time you saw him? Or no, we had uh, we took some pictures. I actually have uh, probably got some pictures of him, and I got a huge uh, albums uh, from that trip uh, back in the day when you actually have to go and you know get your actual photo um, uh, developed. being developed somewhere, yeah. right? Um, so no, I have no idea what happened. There were there were other kids that we kind of adopt, you know, um, along the way. But so so uh, I, I, like what 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 do you do? You pick you pick them up for a day, then uh, like, like it, you drop like, you drop them off at a corner. Like all right, good luck. <laughs> <You know>? no, <laughs> like, <laughs> so we the way we traveled, um, we. We would go to um, a city or location that we, we we had, you know, we would buy a book, like a traveling book back in the time. And we would spend about a week. And we said that, that when we get there, a kid or it doesn't have to be a child, it could be a grown-up also, they will kind of choose us. That's how, we, that's how we said it. And something will happen that someone will just approach us and I will touch something and uh we're like okay that's 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 the person that's the, that's the that kid. sounded so pedophilic yeah no it doesn't uh, a kid will approach us not even not even close <laughs> not even close we're going by walked up to me and you touch you touch me just the right way <laughs> i said you know what kid you're coming with me for the whole week. You're it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know what you're saying. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. We know what you're saying. Yeah. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So man, that that that's wild. <laughs> that's some, that's crazy. So, all right. So that so you do all that. You come back to the U.S. Open up your 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 shop here, and. How how hard how difficult was it for you to open up a to become an entrepreneur and, and to set up shop in in West Virginia from Maryland to West Virginia? Um, it was uh, it was a it was a journey. Um, I to remind you, I, my English wasn't so great when I when I when I came to this country, um, and I had to study it. And I remember my myself standing in front of a mirror and saying rolling R so I can have, so I can change something in my mouth. I would say like 10, 15, 20 times a day. I remember opening books and studying and 
telling all of my friends, everybody, if, if I say something wrong, correct me. I want you to, like, don't feel uncomfortable. to Just correct me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong and tell me how, what should I do. And uh, it's still an ongoing challenge uh, to, to, to think in a different language. I'm, I'm not I'm used to Hebrew. Um, but um, um, it was a journey because I don't come from a uh, entrepreneur family. So I don't come from a business background. I'm coming from a, actually a very poor background. I was, I was growing poor. Um, my mom was a secretary in, uh, in a security company and my father was working in a, uh, in a factory. Um, they didn't make money. I mean, we were, we were poor. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were really poor. Um, so I remember, um, at some point what, what changed my mind was actually rich dad, poor dad. That's after reading that that book it That's completely really changed my, my mindset and um um i start and I, and I came up with a plan i told myself okay um i wanna i wanna learn how to um how to be a manager i wanna learn how to manage a, a business so i decided to work at a place i looked for a place where i can start at, at the bottom at the entry level and where I can uh, grow, you know, where I can move up to be in a management position. Um, and I did. And I found a place and um, I started from the bottom and I've studied the business and I became uh, a manager of a single location. Um, and then I told myself, okay, the next step, I want to I learn how to manage multiple locations. And I moved to a different company and... Um, I started at, at a management position. I always told myself I could never go back. I have to at least start where I stopped. And uh, I did. I From here to there, I got to corporate America, became an area manager, district manager. Um, I managed um, uh, about at the highest point, uh, about 35 different locations. And I had area managers underneath me and uh, store managers, all in a retail environment type. Um, and only then I felt comfortable enough to open up my own business. Only then I felt like I had the set of skills. I think I felt like I, I, I have the, the, um, uh, the experience where I can move to the next step and it's to own a business. And uh, then an opportunity showed up and and I took it, and um, yeah, that that that's that's how it worked for me. Um, so, qu a, yeah, quick quick question for you. So, what 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 year did you open up your company? Um, it was about fifteen years ago. I don't remember the exact date. Okay, or, so around two thousand seven ish. Um, but I don't know. So. What's your opinion on now? I know you were talking about gold and silver uh, earlier, and that's your business. Um, but you are involved in crypto in some form or fashion as well, right? Um, on a on a personal level, yes. Um, I think um, we are experiencing a super disrupt <laughs> disruptive uh, technology that's being massively adopted all over the world, and uh, I can tell you that from where I come from, the gold and silver trade, um, a lot of people 
that's coming from my background, they really don't like this crypto, this invisible, what is it? What's, what's backing it? How this thing, what's, what's going to happen when there's no electricity thing? Um, and it is, and, 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 and I'll tell you something. Um, even if you don't like crypto, even if you're coming from a, a completely different place, it is really important to understand it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to. You don't have to want it. Um, but it's here. It's here. It's not going anywhere, and it's being massively adopted all over the world. Um, and you'll do yourself a huge favor if you'll just study it and understand it. You don't have to invest in it. But knowledge is is power, and 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 you really want to be knowledgeable in this space. Um, because it is growing, uh, and it is being massively adopted and, um, you don't want to be ignorant. You don't want to be, you, you don't want to be an, an, an adapt, you know, uh, side of, of, of the table. Well, my, my, my biggest, my biggest worry with crypto is that, I mean, you have all these coins out there, right? There's, there's like a new coin being created almost on a, on a day-to-day basis. <clears throat> and when i when i follow the trends of all the cryptocurrency everything is follows the trend of bitcoin so like you have bitcoin's like number 1 so if bitcoin's up the other coins are up if bitcoin's down the other coins go down i haven't seen any trends with any other coins that stray from bitcoin well i think we're so early in the game to where it's going to follow that trend when it breaks apart and breaks off that's when you know, you truly wish you would have gotten in around these times. Well, let, let's start with um, let's start with the fact that um, yes, Bitcoin is the king right now. Okay, is the 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 market cap is it's number one market cap, and yes, if if you'll go to any kind of an exchange and you look at pairs, if you want to see, uh, let's say you would like to buy a token let's say you want to buy uh, ethereum or you want to buy xrp um you could buy it with different kind of tokens right so you could buy it with us dollar you could buy it with bitcoin you could buy so if if you go on any exchange the most pairs you're going to see is going to be with bitcoin um bitcoin is the dominant uh token right now and um as much I'm, I'm not a big Bitcoin fan, uh, but I'm, I'm rooting for Bitcoin. I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for Bitcoin because uh, right now, like you said, everything is following Bitcoin. Uh, I'm not a technical analysis guy. This is strictly a hobby, and everything I'm saying right now is not a financial advice. Let's say it this way. <laughs> it's my, it's my personal opinion, my personal views. Um, but I think we have to understand the, the, the magnitude of this thing. The you know what crypto is doing right now to the financial system financial system is what airbnb did and still doing to the hotel business is what um lyft and uber uh, uh, did and still doing to the taxi business it's what amazon and walmart i would say is doing to retail you know it's a it, it you can't ignore it and now they're going after the big one. 
It's the financial system. We're using a really old, uh, um, not updated uh, financial, like um, I think Sean, we, we just talked about it, about SWIFT. Um, if, if you want to move funds today from point A to point B, across uh, uh, border uh, payments, right? I'll give you an example. Okay, I have um, I have a, a jewelry business where um, we have some we provide some line of jewelry to different kinds of stores, um, but then we have to make the jewelry, right? So um, at some point of the production, I need to send uh, diamonds and I need to send uh, uh, gold to China, actually. Um, and over there, what they do is, oh, their job is just to set the diamonds into the jewelry. That's their job. It's just the, the least expensive place for us to do it in, in, in a good quality uh, uh, end project. And at some point, I need to pay um, to the manufacturer in China. And how do you do it? You do it through your bank. But my bank, right, doesn't communicate with the bank in China. They don't have a relationship. They don't know each other. And the way that money flows right now in cross-border is through the SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is, a, is basically a messaging system that is slow. And you got a lot of problems with it. And uh, the settlement that uh, takes days. I could send funds today to China, right? And the SWIFT system, they're their job is basically to find the shortest route to China. So that system will know that my bank in, let's say, New York, communicate with this bank in uh, Texas, and this bank in Texas communicate with this bank in Italy, and it finds the shortest route to the bank in China. Now, every bank will take a small cut, right? And it's a very long process. <laughs> There uh, and, and I might be mistaken. I think there is a six percent error ratio with with the Swift system, and the, the actual settlement happens days after you send your funds. And it's quicker today to to take a, a suitcase of full of cash and fly there and give it to them. It will be quicker, much quicker. On top of that, I can't really explain it, but there is a you need to have. Um, pre-funded accounts, uh, Nostro and Vostro accounts. There's about $30 trillion that it's been locked in those pre-funded accounts just because we're using a slow and, and system. Crypto, um, uh, distributed ledger technology, can fix this. Um, uh, there's a lot of examples. I guess the best example that can fix it is, uh, is XRP. Um, XRP is a um, is a token. It's the native token uh, that's on the XRP ledger. Um, it's a the XRP ledger is a decentralized um, ledger um, blockchain. And um, anyone, if you are a developer, if you are a coder, and you want to build something on top of that XRP ledger, you can. There, you don't need to ask permission from nobody. You can just do it. Uh, one of the big companies that are building on the XRP ledger is Ripple. Uh, Ripple um, are doing some great things. Um, one of them is uh, RippleNet and uh, with ODL on-demand liquidity. Basically, they provide a 
a solution for this. Um, I'm not going to get into too much details, but the, the, the result is you could today, with the help of Ripple, you could settle transactions between okay, countries in less than three seconds. The fee for a transaction is less than a penny. And there's no errors. It just, it just works. And I'm going back to what you said, look, there's tons of uh, uh, coins and tokens. Going back to it, if you decide to invest into a, some type of crypto, then do some research. What I do is I'm asking myself, this token, um, is it solving a problem? What, what does it do? I'm looking for technologies that's solving real-life problems. One of them is something that I experience is the cross-border payments. Um, so I'm looking at XRP for the, for the matter, okay? Yes, it is solving a problem. It is. Um, I'm looking to see who's... Uh, is there a community behind, behind this token? And there is. It's a huge community. I would say even one of the biggest communities, the XRP army, I think they call themselves. Um, there, there's, a, there's a huge community behind them. They're solving a, a, a real-life problem, and um, I want to support it. So I will. How do I support this? I buy the token. That's what I do. Um, so do, do you... So, I, I know a little bit about XRP. I know the, the lawsuit going on with the um, FCC, or FTC, Federal Trade Commission. F, yeah. And, F, FCC, yeah. FCC, yep. Yeah. Um, so I know they're they're trying to say that XRP is more of a uh, more of a security than a currency, and I I believe it was due to the fact that the owners of Ripple, uh, I think Ripple or whoever created the coin, uh, has the bulk of the coins, and people buying it. It's, it's, it was set up somehow where it, it almost appears that if it, it's more of a, a security than it is a, an actual coin that could be used to buy stuff. Um, but do you know any more? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't done a whole lot of research on it. But can you explain how that? Do you do you know anything about that? Like what's, well, what's I'm going I'm, I'm going to give you my perspective and from my understanding. Um, uh, I'll I'll try to explain. So let's start with Ripple. Didn't invent or didn't create uh, XRP. No, actually, the XRP was created before the XRP ledger even <laughs> was in existence. Uh, it's OpenCoin, I believe, that created it. Some of the founders are working in Ripple, the company, but not all of them. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, I think, and I have to say, I think it's what's happening with the SEC is a disgrace right now. I think it's I think it's disgusting actually from from my point of view of what they're doing they're hurting so many people the the, the what the SEC is saying is that uh, XRP is actually a security and not just what Ripple is saying they're saying that the actual token is a security which is kind of outrageous to me um, you know I I I don't want to say and, and I'm trying to follow the whole case, and, and, and I, I don't want to say corruption, but there's a lot of evidence that is being surfaced that 
raising a lot of questions uh, from timing to it's just the optics. They're just not good for the SEC uh, and for some other players in, in, in the industry. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so Ripple, basically they're holding um, uh, an escrow. They, they're holding, I think, 55 billion, I might be mistaken on the number, out of 100 billion tokens that were created. They're holding it in an, in an escrow. It's uh, cryptographically, um, once a month, that escrow will release 1 billion token uh, tokens to Ripple. Ripple will use whatever they need to use and they put back uh, every, every, whatever they didn't use back into the escrow. Um, and that, that's, that's uh, for your point, uh, you know, a lot of people get confused uh, because Ripple is holding a lot of tokens. They're saying, oh, okay, it's, it's a centralized uh, token. No, it's, it's, there's concentration of it. Um, MicroStrategy, right? have tons of Bitcoin. They're, they're holding a huge amount of Bitcoin. So because they're holding a lot of Bitcoin, does that mean that uh, Bitcoin is centralized? No, it's decentralized. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, I'll give you an example of what, what a security is, and I, and I forgot which one of the commissioners uh, said it. Um, if you were to have a, um, um, a laundromat, you're about to open a, a laundromat business, right? Your laundromat doesn't exist yet. And you are going to use tokens, okay, to, to for the machines to operate. And before the, your business even existed, you take those you take those tokens and you sell it to people and say, hey, listen, buy it now. I'll even give you a better price, okay? So take it for half off or whatever, 10% off. Buy it. And then in three months, in five months, I'm going to have a laundromat and you can use it in my laundromat, right? And then you'll take the money that you sold those tokens and you're going to use that money to, to, build your, um, to build your business. Those tokens are securities, right? Right. But the XRP ledger existed fully operational before Ripple, the company, even existed. Yeah, so that, that, wouldn't, make, that wouldn't make sense. Well, plus the U.S. is the only country in the entire world that's fighting this. The whole world has accepted XRP as a currency, and the U.S. is the only one standing strong and saying it's not. Who You want to ask yourself, who does the XRP um, token is threatening? Who's uh, afraid of a global adoption of this amazing technology? Banks. We said three seconds it takes for a settlement, right? Mm -hmm. It's cheap. You can move huge amount of value for cheap for less than a penny. Maybe. It's scalable, right? Interoperable. Who's who got a problem? Why should anyone have a problem with this? Right. You you wouldn't think so. Right? But think who's moving funds today all over the world? I don't know. <laughs> Who? Countries. Swift. Swift. Oh, Swift. Swift. Oh, okay. Swift. 99% of the funds around the world is moving on Swift. It's slow. It's clunky. It's expensive. There's 
fuck ton of problems with this. So you think you think you, th- you think it's like the lobbyists then, like the lo- like there's like Swift lobbyists that's kind of controlling the, you know, all this shit going. Well, they're down. giants, Mitch. I mean, they've controlled the financial system for many years, and now you know, it's like the David and Goliath thing. David comes along. I, hey, look, you, I, you guys have to convince me. I, I, I've always been a, a giant believer that our government's not ran by these Congress people or the president or whoever. It's, it's, it's being ran by the lobbyists, the people that are influencing those people. Uh, I, I'll tell you what's my problem here, right? The SEC could have easily say, okay, you know what? We think that uh, Ripple, so now, now you can sell anything as a security. You can sell gold as security, even though it's not gold. But you can package it in a way that it is a security. The SEC could have easily said, look, we're going after Ripple. We believe that in their past, they have sold some XRP as security, right? And then they could have, and, and to remind you, before that lawsuit was, was dropped, I believe it was seven or eight years that, almost a decade, that XRP was traded all over the world, right? The, the SEC could have easily said, okay, we're going after Ripple and then send no action letters to uh, exchanges saying, hey, you can keep trading the XRP, but we're going to figure out what's happening with, with Ripple for now. But you can keep doing it. But no, that's not what they did. They are holding tens of thousands of, of U.S. citizens as hostages. That's what they're doing. They're holding U.S. investors as hostages just to create leverage on Ripple, just to put pressure on Ripple. This is this this, this is amazing. It's, it's it's amazing to me. The same entity, the same government entity that's that was created to protect investors. That's their sole purpose, right? They're hurting investors. They know that they're hurting investors. The investors are now suing them. Uh, I think it's John Deaton, a uh, lawyer who's just, just uh, he's doing uh, a, a, an amazing job. He's representing um, 60,000 or 60 plus thousand U.S. investors. And now world investors are joining this, this lawsuit because they are all hurt by the SEC. This is amazing. The, the, it, it, I, I I I don't I I really I'm ashamed. I have to say it. I'm really ashamed. I uh, with with what the SEC are, are doing to to American investors, it's a disgrace. Yeah, I I think I think I think the case is from everything I read on it, it, it all seems like a just a bunch of bullshit. It just doesn't really add up to me either. Um, one thing, but here's going back just in crypto in general. One of my concerns with it is. It, none of it feels, and and I'm probably I'm sure I'm alone in this, but none of it feels legitimate to me. Like whenever like I'm purchasing something on Uphold or or Coinbase Pro, or you know, and then I have to transfer this to over here, then I have to transfer this to there, and then nothing is nothing really talks to each other. And you kind of have to have this app to do this, buy this coin. You have to have this app to buy this coin. And it's just everything kind of seems so unorganized and weird to the point where it's... I I can see where if I was a a bad or evil person who was trying to, you know, 
trying to hide money, I could see where they could easily do it in the cryptocurrency world. And and I think that's a lot of people's concern why they don't even want to start investing in crypto because it's almost like there's like this shadiness that's like, kind of like, 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 and I'm hear me out real quick. The, the dark web, right. Is really not, was not meant for people to go and sell illegal things and to do illegal things on the dark web was originally built so that people in other countries that don't have access to certain websites or information, they can access the dark web and get that information because it, it bypasses like the security of the government or whatever. So that's what the dark web was for. And it still is to this day. That's why the, the dot onion pages, but and like that's why Facebook and like New York times has a dot onion page. And, but people find the dark web and like, Oh man, we, you know, we can do some pretty shady stuff on here. And, and that's what they do. They'll go and they'll create all these like black market uh, industries on the dark web. And I, I feel like the same thing is happening with, with, with crypto. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to go into crypto because of that reason. Well, the thing with crypto, Mitch, is it's a hundred percent tracked. Everything, there's nothing hidden. You can't disguise anything. They're a hundred percent tracked. So you'd be, while there are crooked people out there, there's also crooked people out there through anything. For instance, the early days of the internet. I mean, people were taking advantage of people left and right. But those early investors in the internet, they're multimillionaires right now. So, yes, there's risk. There's always risk in any investment. And there's always risk of getting taken advantage of. But you personally have to weigh those options. And that's why Mayan was saying you really have to do your research on what to invest in. I, I don't, but I don't think it is, Sean. I, I don't think it is 100% tracked because, like, I bought, like, back in the day, I bought, like, uh, 50 bucks in, in Bitcoin. And it was, like... Where, where did you buy it? I, I do I don't remember. I bought, it was when it first came out, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy this," you know. And I, did, I remember like they gave me some weird code. And I saved it on a USB drive, and then I lost the USB drive, and I, where I can't is that find code? any email. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know where is that code because I'm sure it's worth a hell of a lot of money right now. But I don't know what happened to it, and it, and it's just gone, right? It's just and, and I know a lot of people were probably in the same boat with me where they did the same thing. They they bought it when did, it first came did out. Did you sell it? No, I didn't sell it. I didn't. I lost. Okay. I lost the information. I lost. The but USB that drive. record of the transaction, Mitch, is still there. Just because you can't get access to it, or the government can't get access to it, that's the the benefit of cryptocurrency. No, no. See, that, somebody can't come take your money. But see, but that's the thing. That's why people would use it for the dark reasons because the government can't access it, and if other people can't access it, that means that they can. Actually, I'm going to have to disagree here. Everything is public. Uh, the blockchain, everything is public on the blockchain. Anyone can enter, uh, tap into the blockchain and see everything. So I have to disagree with you on it. How? Uh, like I, I, no, this is news to me, man. This is why I bring it up. Like, how, how can someone okay. access the blockchain? Um, well, it's public. It's public. Where? <laughs> it, 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 you just go on your computer. I can show you later if you want. Um, in, on, there are some tokens that are called privacy tokens, like Monero and some other ones, where you have an option to hide your transactions. Um, but if you don't uh, invest or you don't deal with those type specific type of um, 
privacy tokens, which I think it's already been uh, proven that you, I think the FBI said that they managed to uh, crack it, or I'm not 100% sure, but everything is public. Uh, I can I can show it to you from XRP, Ledger, uh, and any kind of blockchain. It's it's all out in the open, right? Yeah. Think, what can you do with cash? No, no, you're right. And that, no, yeah. that nobody knows, right? Right. No, that's true. I mean, ca- yeah, cash if, is... If they had your wallet address, if you had your original wallet address, we'd be able to see all transactions to and from that wallet now, yep. and the balance of what you have, but you don't even have your wallet address. You can't get, you can't pull anything out. If I gave my wallet address out, you'd be able to see everything that happened through that wallet. But they just can't without those code it's, words. It's a misconception lost. that started from the beginning because, because some forces, right. Try to paint crypto as something criminal. So, oh, they, they use it uh, for criminal stuff, and this is how you hide things, and this is how you do nefarious things. But with rea- <laughs> reality is, okay, and that's a fact, everything is public, every, open to the public. Every, you can see everything, absolutely everything. You can see what came from here to there, and I promise you that there is a lot of tools to different agencies that they're using um, you know, this is smart money. This is this is um, uh, yes, in the wrong hands, it could be used for nefarious things. Uh, but I think it's actually, and the life. complete opposite. You know, you have no privacy with crypto. That's the complete opposite thing. No privacy. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Everything is open. Like I said, I, I don't think I'm alone, and I, I don't think I was alone. But I mean, yeah, if you're saying otherwise, and I definitely look into that because. You're not alone because that was what some forces were trying to paint. Okay, that's the that's what a lot of uh, people that don't like crypto try to make the common person think and and about, about cryptocurrency, and it worked, obviously. Oh yeah, well even like even with NFTs and you know becoming a big thing nowadays, like I, you know. I can understand how NFTs can be a pretty cool thing uh, of the future. Like where like, instead of like, you know, you send like an image, if you want to do a, a guest, a, a guest list for a, a giant party and you send your, your guest uh, an NFT and that's their proof of how to get into the party. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Right. Um, I'll give you something else about it. a lot of people saying, Oh, NFTs, what, why do I need that picture of a bored ape? You know, a monkey in my, what is the, what the uh, rock, picture of a rock, what, what is this thing? But th- the smart contracts, there's so many applications to it, right? Right now, uh, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a great um, idea for, for a smart contract. Right? Let's say you have a, um, you own a stadium, right? A football stadium. What do you do today? You sell your tickets, <clears throat> right? Sell tickets for, for a game. <clears throat> and um, what happened uh, after you sold all your tickets? You, you're done, Scout. right? Yeah. You're done. Okay. Imagine you have a great game. You have uh, some kind of, as I said, a Super Bowl is in your stadium, right? And you make um, uh, uh, your tickets uh, with smart contracts where every time someone is going to sell that ticket on the secondary market, you're going to get half of a percent of the total transaction 
It's trustless. You don't have to do anything, right? Imagine what happens. You know, when there's a big game, you can buy tickets on eBay and on, you know, on other uh, platforms, and you're not getting anything from it, right? Think about the opportunity, the business opportunity that you can do with smart contracts. It's crazy. So now you're going to put so much, you know, marketing on encouraging secondary market to keep selling those tickets because every time it's being sold automatically, you don't have to do anything. You're getting a certain percentage into your wallet. This technology can be used for something great like this, can be used to something horrible like, um, um, you know, different hackers are using it for ransomware. You, just like anything else. Um, so instead of attacking the whole ecosystem, go after the bad actors. Go after the bad guys. Why, why, you know, you know, why try to paint everything as, as negative when there is actually tons of positive in this? Do, do, and also with NFTs, you can attach it to my future belief in NFTs is you're attaching it to anything, vehicles, cameras, TVs, to where... Nothing can be stolen and resold without that documentation, without that NFT being tracked. I mean, 100% of all vehicle ownership, it just, and in the end, there will be no DMV weights for, you know, getting your car legal because it's all, it's all digital. So you're saying, oh, I see. So you're saying instead of having like a boot title, your boot title is an actual NFT. And Correct, it's a, and it's and instantaneous. It's, and it's in your wallet. So for you to release it from your wallet, you have to send it to someone else's wallet. In my business, I buy fancy watches, I buy Rolexes, I buy Cartiers, I buy all kind of fancy stuff. I get tons of fake uh, pieces coming into our shops, right? If the, the And the certification is fake. <laughs> you know? Right. I just, yeah. got, I just got a bangle. A Cartier bangle. It's 18 karat gold. The diamonds are real. The certification. Everything looks amazing. Perfect. If you're not an expert, more than an expert, right? You would never know that this thing is, is a counterfeit. Um, but if that Cartier, right, when you bought it, right, and they, they gave you a, some kind of a digital certification that's in your wallet that shows that this is the real, this is the real deal, and when you try, when you're about to sell it, okay, you're gonna have to send me um, that digital certification. That 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 thing can eliminate a lot of problems, a lot of a lot of problems. That's pretty cool. I, I have to admit that that is a really neat thing to look forward to. Now, now with with NFTs, I know they're they're mostly built with Ethereum, and the the gas the gas cost on Ethereum is outrageous. Uh, most of the time, so like, what? What do you? What do you? Because I mean, no one's gonna want to spend a thousand bucks to create an NFT for their boo title of a car that's worth like twelve hundred dollars or something, right? I mean, so, uh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, so like, what is that gonna improve? You think, or like, what? What? what what's your opinion on that? Um, it have to. First of all, there's other options. Uh, Ethereum is the the well known and uh, it's easy because it's been developed for, for, from the beginning um, but it's uh, it's horrible as far as gas fees it's absolutely ridiculous That's, it's not yeah. um, 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Uh, in my opinion, it's just it, it's horrible, right? It is. Um, is it going to change? Well, they've been working on it for a very long time. They're trying to uh, change it to a proof of stake, Ethereum 2.0. Uh, don't even get me started. Why the SEC is not uh, going after um, the developers who are. <laughs> doing a 2.0 that's that's the mother of all securities right but they will go after ripple but um yes i think it will change with time i think there's other players that um just they, they give better solution uh better solutions than than uh, ethereum the ethereum platform is is amazing and it's um you know super developed but uh until they're going to fix that uh gas fees I think they're going to keep losing uh, developers and uh, projects Projects are just going to move somewhere else. And, and I it, don't think there's going to be mass adoption until that changeover happens. That's why they're just selling pictures and all this other BS, of just <laughs> stupid stuff. But once the gas fees are reduced and it goes over, for instance, if the XRP ledger did um, NFTs, then it makes it more viable to kind of develop that into the real world they just actually had a, um, an up a release not too long ago uh nfts are coming to the xrp ledger that's going to be a huge game changer oh are they really yeah yeah you have solana that's providing great um you know uh, alternative but they have some difficulties with their system they had some they got some problems that they're working on right now there's other platforms um but I think uh, the XRP Ledger is going to offer something uh, amazing. Uh, I, I actually I can't wait to see what's what's going to happen over there as soon as NFTs will come to the XRP Ledger. Yeah, that be that be that would be interesting. I mean, I, I can see a lot of that stuff come into. I, I can see the potential in, in a lot of that stuff. Like if if that were to be the case, like you said too, the the, the certifications. Because you know another thing, like my on like. Uh, that they can do that with any, anything of valuable, like, like you were talking about watch, you know, jewelry, um, you know, any, anything really house deeds, yeah, how yeah, house deeds. There's, you can ask Sean, there's, there's problems with, uh, I think with, uh, people are stealing or house deeds or there's, there's some confusion over there. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what's the problem. I'm not. I'm not from the real estate background, um, but I know that uh, it probably helped with the it, uh, identity theft, right? I mean, well, there's a cryptocurrency out there that specifically is for buying and selling houses. Proppy, so, I think it's called. Proppy. Proppy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No, I'm not sure how far that will go, but um, there's going to be a cryptocurrency for everything. So, are, are you guys under the impression? Are, are you guys? Do you guys think that cryptocurrency is going to eventually just completely replace any other currency? So I think it's mislabeled. I don't think it really should be called cryptocurrency because it really, there are only key ones that are really involved in the currency. Uh, really just crypto in general is going to kind of engulf the entire world. You know, you know, Sean, what I want to say, I want to walk one day into my bank and I want to sit with my banker and talk DeFi 
and talk about crypto and them offering me hey look you can buy purchase this crypto and we can stake it for you and we're going to manage everything we're going to make sure you when is that day going to show up when is that day going to come right well never because this is the <laughs> beginning of the end for banks well i think that's how the, the banks could evolve they could evolve into this they could they could generate some serious revenue with this why fight it why fight it join it a lot of people, I mean, yeah, and, and I think that's uh, the big thing too is a lot of a lot of your big investor investing companies, like Coldwell Bankers or Fidelity. I think a lot of them are pushing against the crypto market because I, I feel I feel like they do see the threat involved in it. I don't see the dollar going away. I don't see. Um, I see CBDCs coming in. Uh, I see central bank uh, digital dollars at some point. They will come in, and I think they're going to be the on and off ramps. Um, I think that the government will will force you to use their CBDC, um, so they can track it, so they could so they have more control on everything. Um, uh, and and I think that the day is close, and it's getting closer. It is smart money. It is uh, programmable money. And just like anything else, it could be in the wrong hands. It could be uh, something really scary. Um, the greatest know. thing about the crypto is the government cannot print more money when they need it. It's locked. If they lock it, they don't have to lock it. You know, you could you could create a certain amount. You can make it deflationary, and that's it. I don't think. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do something like that. That's going to be interesting. I just don't think it will happen like that because it's going to be, the whole world will be able to see it. I mean, it is eyes on everyone. And the U.S. dollar will quickly fall from the world's currency if they keep doing that. No, we're not. It's almost keep, right there it's now. It's there, yeah. Well, within... And with inflation increasing, I think a lot of people are turning towards the crypto world. Now, I, I do. I mean, one thing. I, one thing I've look, seen. As, oh, go Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say one thing I've noticed is that another another big fear among investors is they don't because it does follow the trend of Bitcoin. Uh, people don't know. Or we now have an idea of who created Bitcoin, but. In the past, people were under the impression that like Bitcoin was made by a government entity, like Ru like Russia, like Vladimir Putin was behind Bitcoin, and so like people were like, oh well, I don't want to invest in that because he can control that market and eventually just make it crash whenever you wanted to. Well, China owns a large portion of Bitcoin. I mean, they may not have created it, or they may have created it, but they own a huge chunk. Well, one thing that you brought to light to me, Sean, was the case. And this is, I would have thought this would have been a lot more public or a lot more reported on. But the uh, case with Craig Wright, how he claimed that he was the inventor of Bitcoin. And he actually won. So he actually won that case and was awarded. So I thought that was pretty powerful. So all these investors saying that, or all these big, uh, all these big high profile uh, 
investors that are telling people what to invest in. Um, I can't remember the name. I think, I think it was, uh, I don't want to quote anyone, but some pretty high profile people were saying, Hey, Vladimir Putin is behind Bitcoin. Don't, don't put money in Bitcoin. And clearly that's not the case. That doesn't matter who's behind it. I think it would. I, I, I wouldn't, if, if I found out like Russia or China was behind Bitcoin, I wouldn't trust it. Not not as a U.S. Half, not as a U.S. Half citizen. of your half of your stuff in your house is uh, China is behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. Yeah, very true. But they they don't have access to my money. You know what I mean? And that and that's kind of where I would be worried. Is okay. Yeah, you know, you have a you have a choice. Uh, you don't have to invest in Bitcoin. I I'll tell you something. I would love to have um, an opportunity to incorporate uh, cryptocurrencies in my business. And I don't feel comfortable yet because I don't. I feel like it's not uh, the tech uh, structure is not kind of built. Uh, it's not regulated enough, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it. Um, but you know who's who's behind crypto? Who's behind Bitcoin? To me, it doesn't matter. You know, it's here uh, with Craig Wright. You know, there's uh, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. He got an account. I forgot how many Bitcoins are there. If he's Satoshi, if he's the creator, why don't you move, show us the account, move something from that account, show us movement from that account. Why that's, I mean, isn't that the easiest way to prove that you are Satoshi? <laughs> well, supposedly there were some hackers some time ago that tried to hack into his account and kind of corrupted it. So he's almost unable to get access to that from what they're saying. How would they corrupt it? I mean, is it? I'm not sure. All I'm saying is, why would he say that he is the creator of Bitcoin and willingly pay these people tens of millions of dollars just to have that status? I'm going to put my uh, tinfoil. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of theories. Um but you know it could be the the scapegoat you wanna hey maybe someday you know what look you're gonna go through that whole uh court ordeal and at the end you're gonna get tons of money you're gonna get a lot of bitcoin you're the chosen one i would well i I did some research on the guy and i i gotta be honest man I, i i'm impressed i'm impressed with his background uh who he is he almost reminds me of a modern day Nikola Tesla. So he's almost that's the, a big. Uh, that's a big title. It it is, but he he he's similar in the, in the fact that he also has uh, full functioning Aspergers, and like he would he would listen to textbooks as he he only slept he would only sleep four hours a day, and he would listen to textbooks on like four times the speed, as he was sleeping so that he can learn more. He was completely not a social person, you know, just very much like Tesla. And, and he, he clinged on to people that would help him create this thing because he knew he was, he wasn't like, he had the knowledge to build it, but he wasn't the guy to, you know, put together the team and and have it pushed through. So he, he's very similar mental wise and, and, intelligent wise to Nikola Tesla, which is, I think a perfect person to be the forefront of this technology. 
Maybe he is Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Reborn. Yeah, the, the alien bird. That, that's for your uh, reincarnation chapter. Right. It's later. <laughs> um, but yeah. So what do you... I think there's too much evidence with Craig Wright being the owner to kind of discard it so willingly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I believe it. Uh, I, I think he, he is. And he, he has a very interesting uh, backstory, too. Now, I think that should if, if nothing I think that should help the crypto market not hurt it. I think him being the owner If we know who's behind Bitcoin? I do. Yeah. I I I truly believe that if you knew who was behind Bitcoin, then a lot more people would be on board to support it. But I I don't think it's just that. I mean, China owns over 20% of the volume of Bitcoin, not just the creator of Bitcoin would change things. They have the ability to manipulate the entire market. Scary. I think it's scary. Do you think, so are you seeing a decrease in gold and silver purchasing due to the crypto market at all? Um, I don't think there is a correlation. I see a lot of arguments online, <laughs> you know, people that favor and, uh, that gold and against crypto and I just don't see I see it as two different things um, but no I, I actually um, with current events um, uh, see I, I, w with what I do is I deal with numismatic meaning I'm, I'm dealing with like rare coins uh, more collectibles then I, I deal with bullion uh, which is uh it's a gold and silver that's being sold by the price of gold and silver. And um, it, it, let's say when, when the economy is great, when um, uh, people are making money, businesses are flourishing, usually, typically, the numismatic business is what's flourishing. Uh, people have more money. They go and they buy collectibles. And um, it's a really interesting uh uh, and, and a lot of fun actually to deal with and when economy is not doing so great and there's a lot of tension and there's a lot of uh, uncertainties and um, uh, when we're printing 40% uh, 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 of our dollars in 12 months <laughs> um, when uh, gas prices are going up when uh, in inflation uh, is happening um, you see more of the bullion transactions are increasing. And I can tell you that it's not just of the, the, the amount of bullion and the amount of gold and silver that's being sold. It's also the type of people that I see um, that are coming in and, and, and buying it. Um, on a regular days, I will just have just regular Joe that's coming in, buying a little bit of silver, maybe a gold coin uh, for fun. Now I see people that are bank managers, um, hedge fund managers, in plural, coming in. Um, people that's coming with a lot of economic background and deep understanding of it, they are buying gold and silver. And they are they they have their worries, they have their concerns. They feel like the value of the dollar is 
uh, not going to recover anytime soon and it's going to keep going down and they feel like gold and silver is a safe place for them to hold um, their hard-earned money. Um, and um, they see it as a hedge against inflation. Um, and, and there's this huge argument between uh, Bitcoin people and gold people. You can see Peter Schiff on, on Twitter is <laughs> getting a lot of heat for it. Um, but uh, I feel like gold and silver is like uh, the smoke, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. And um, when the prices are going up, it's an indication of something, something is happening. And just like anything else, there's forces that will try to manipulate, not just try, they manipulate uh, the prices just so the level of concern will kind of go a little bit lower. Uh, but it's very interesting times. It's very interesting with the gold and silver um, that, that, and platinum. That is a super interesting thing to me because what that tells me is that they're in such fear that the American dollar is going to plummet in such a case where they take their earnings, they put it towards gold and silver with the with probably the perception of two years from now when I go when I want to go buy a pizza, if I were to keep my money in a bank where it is today, I'm not going to be able to afford that pizza. But if I keep it in gold and two years from now, I'm going to get probably quadruple my money where can I, where I can afford that to buy that dish. What's the lowest uh, price of gasoline that you remember uh, having in your, you know? I think five, so is it, five Even as, as a child, as a, as, as a kid even. Uh, probably 33 cents or something like that. I 32 guess. cents. You know, you with your $1, you could have bought a lot of gas back in the day with the same dollar we can buy way less this is such a simple example this is such a just a simplified oh this is scary and 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 people see it people like people feel there's a lot of data out there how our dollar is being devalued so with and if they were to put that money towards gold back in the day or silver mm -hmm where the value never really diminished, if nothing, it, it, it improved, right? So, the, you know, the, the, the crypto people would say, look, if you would have put your dollar in Bitcoin, right, or other asset, digital assets, um, a few years ago, look at the gains you could have made until today, right? Um, you could have really protected your money. Why are you holding money in your bank? Why are you holding cash in your house and in, in a, a shoebox? Um, the, um, the, the gold and silver people are saying, look, gold and silver was currency since written history, since Bible time, right? There's this, you, you, people were bartering with gold and silver. This thing is not going anywhere. I don't trust this digital nothing here. It's uh, magic money that's out of thin air. And I think that, um, you know, where we're going to, I think there's going to be a basket of things. I don't think gold and silver is going to go away. And I don't think uh, cryptocurrency is going to go away. I think we're going to have, uh, at some point, there's going to be some kind of uh, crackdown <laughs> with uh 
our regulators and a lot of those cryptos, like you said earlier, you know, every day there's new token that's being invented. A lot of them will go away, a lot. And we're going, just like the, um, the, the internet, uh, uh, you know, boom that we had, uh, some companies stays, a lot of the companies just disappeared. And um, I think that to me, and again, it's not a financial advice, I think you should have exposure for everything. A um, little bit of everything. You should own a little bit of gold. You should have a little bit of silver. You should uh, research and study and understand crypto and and have a little bit of exposure over there. Um, you know, the, the one one thing that is for sure is our dollar is losing its value. So why would you hold your dollar right now? Why, when you have other options where you you, you can put it and you can protect your hard earned money. And Sean, you have a you have a ton of, I mean, I know you, you're you're big in crypto as well, right? He got tons of crypto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what's your? What do you mean, so you obviously believe, throwing me under the well, bus. Well, I mean, I know, I know. So you obviously believe in it. I do, and I do believe, along with my own, that ninety five percent of it will go away. That doesn't mean the majority of my investment is in safe investments that I've done a lot of research in. There are a few that. Uh, gambling in a sense because just like in the internet days <clears throat> you know Alta Vista for instance that was a search engine I mean people still made millions on Alta Vista it doesn't exist today because it didn't end up being the best but people made millions so I'm taking a risk on a portion of my por portfolio it's a very small portion but still a portion and just seeing if I can kind of strike it if not I'm still, most of my investments are in solid cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it's, it's a, when you look at the inflation and that's going on today, uh, I think it does make sense. And that, that's a great analogy, Mayan, about the uh, price of gas, even like when we were kids to today, because it's, it's real. It's just getting worse. <laughs> Here, I I yeah, this is the most depressing episode ever. <laughs> so, uh, on to more depressing topics. What do you think is going to happen with Russia and uh, Ukraine? I actually. Oh my God, that doesn't look so great, huh? No, but it, it doesn't. But I will say this: I mean, usually when there is a war, uh, the which you know, which I would never hope for war, but usually when there is war. That does boost the economy uh, for the U.S. Yeah, I th I agree with you. I think it it's some sort of it could possibly be a political agenda to for the U.S. to be involved in this war because we all agree that the economy is not going so great and it's kind of a downward spiral from here. So if we start a war or join a war then it does help boost the economy and kind of pushes it to the next president right. <laughs> it is um concerning what's happening there it's very concerning um <clears throat> you got the russian um military mobilizing some serious amount of soldiers and equipment and now <laughs> blood and plasma into the border with Ukraine. Not just the border, not just from Russia. They're, they're doing it from different places. They're preparing for something. Um, 
NATO is involved. We are members of NATO, obviously. Yeah, I, I, me and Sean were talking. I, I, I kind of feel like I don't like. I'm not a big fan of Putin. Like, I don't think he's a good guy or anything. But I do understand where Russia is coming from with this situation. I mean, if Russia were to set up missiles and everything in Mexico, I don't think we would be too kind uh, to them in regards to it. So I I can definitely see their position on it. And I just think it sucks for Ukraine. And it's going to suck for the world if this does go down. Because I, I, I feel like... I feel like we are more advanced at this point than we were back in the 1940s as far as our mindsets or how we evolved. I don't think the everyday person is out there thinking, yeah, let's just, let's, are going to fall for the propaganda and be like, yeah, let's go to war with Russia. I think people are more. Are you watching the news? Oh, are they? Are they? Are, yeah. Are, Everybody's going to fall for the propaganda. Everyone's, everyone's falling for, There's only a select few. Oh, really? I have. Okay. So I have not. <laughs> I am proven wrong. No, I'm just saying. I mean, look at what the news... The news is dividing the entire U.S., and people are believing everything the news is telling them. So all it takes is just focus from what they're doing now to forcing against Russia, and then everybody's going to fall for that. I mean, most of the world are followers. There's very few leaders in the world. That sucks. That, that sucks. I mean, I, I would hate to see us go to friggin' war for this, for this shit, you know? Russia is not uh, Afghanistan. Russia is not mm-hmm. Kabul. It's not Iraq. Correct. Yeah. It is. Russia, no, they're not just spraying ammunition. They're Russia not. got some serious uh, military. They, they're a nuclear superpower. This is not a country you want to go to war with. I think the Russians feel the same. You don't, you don't want to go to war with the United States, obviously. We have a lot of very powerful allies. But you see a lot of a lot. I think I think the everything is somehow connected um, from you know the global pandemic to um, to current uh, geopolitical. And I think that we will never know exactly what's um, who are the real players and what's really happening behind the scenes. There's something going on. And we will know what they want us to know. The biggest fear for this war is I think Russia will be the first to actually bring it to the U.S. And the U.S., I don't think, accepts that right now. I mean, I don't think they understand how big of a tyrant Russia is. And even if they succeed or don't succeed... You better believe you better believe Putin's coming. Look, man, nobody can invade the U.S. The U.S. is the worst place you can invade. No, I, I and this is my opinion, right? With my <laughs> little bit of background, I don't think anyone is going to bomb the U.S. Also, if that's what you're thinking, it would be a huge mistake. It's been proven before. If you bomb us, you have some cities being vaporized, right? You don't want yeah, to go but there. This is the thing, Mayan. If the U.S. bombs Russia, Putin's got balls the size of buildings. He I, doesn't care. I don't think we're going to bomb Russia. I, I think, look, if someone wants to hurt us, if someone really wants to hurt us, they don't need to bomb us. They don't. All they have to do 
is cut our internet off. That's it. That's all they have to do. Cut our internet off. Yeah, I think they that they said. Uh, um, and and if you and, and if you look at the, um, at the news, there's a lot of you know get ready for a, some kind of a cyber attack, and countries are getting ready for cyber attacks. The Russians have some serious capabilities. They don't need to ship missiles here. They don't need to send their navy, their submarines, their bombers. They don't. Cut in. If you have no internet, we have no banks. We have no money. You have no internet. There's no ATM. There's no internet. When you go to the bank, they can't access your account. You can't deposit your check. When there's no internet, your grocery store, maybe they can order some supplies once, twice. On the third time, when they can't pay it, right? How much cash can they have? There's no internet. You can't pay anything. There's going to be no supplies coming in into your uh, grocery stores. We're going to kill each other. That's what's going to happen, right? If there's no internet, yeah, <laughs> that's what I. Think. Well, I mean, uh, that kind of that kind of goes into the same same effect that a lot of people were thinking that <clears throat> Russia or China was behind like all of these conspiracy theories that are going out because it's, it's truly dividing everybody. Like, so a lot of people think that was like their, their version of a digital warfare. So, and I, I you know, I, I can believe that. So I, I think you're right. I think there's, I think there's other ways that these countries can hurt us uh, to where we would just be attacking ourselves and, you know, they're, yeah. they're destroying our country from that, from that perspective versus having to physically do it. Yeah, I, I my my gut feeling is not really optimistic with everything that's happening there. Um, it doesn't look good, um, and I really hope that they will find some kind of a diplomatic solution, and everybody is going to be best friends after that. that but doesn't seem like you it. can see alliances yeah. are being made. You can see the Russians and the Chinese are doing some big deals right now with the gas. Uh, Russia will provide, uh, they, they close to 30 years deal. Uh, Russia will provide gas to China. And for the first time, they're not paying them with US dollars. They're paying them with euros. It's a huge, that's a big, that's a huge thing. That's some big news. And it should worry our decision makers. And I want but to say doesn't. that I, I trust our decision makers and I want to believe that they have really the best, um, you know, interest in protecting us. And, um, but I have, I have my concerns uh, because of the alliances that are being made. You know, a few, not too long ago, there were reports that a Russian, um, a uh, bomber or airplane was going with Syrian airplane on the Israeli-Syria border. They were flying together. This is highly unusual. Um, there are some things that's happening in the background that we don't know. And um, oh, then even then you look at you look at Taiwan and China, and all the stuff that China is doing to Taiwan, and you know it's been it's been made in a lot of news networks that. Basically, China's keeping a very close eye on how we react to Russia on this because that may just make you know push their decision on how they react to Taiwan and claiming Taiwan back. I have I my I have my coming. theory on this. What is it? It's it's really out there. I 
told you I need to bring my hat. But <laughs> this is really horrible, But and I hope it won't happen. But my theory is this, right? I think, look, there's a lot of unsolvable conflicts on this planet. A lot. Like Chinese and Taiwan, right? China saying, hey, Taiwan is part of us. The Tai Taiwan is saying, no, we're a sovereign country. This this conflict will never solve itself. Look at uh, Israel and Iran, uh, U.S. and Iran. Look at North Korea and South Korea. Um, look at Israel and the Palestinians. Um, <clears throat> Turkey and Greece. If you're familiar with the conflict over there, with the disagreements uh, over land, there's a lot of conflicts that are unsolvable. Ukraine and Russia. And every time, any time those conflicts are getting to a point where there is, it's getting heated up and, you know, there's some fights happening, the whole world is like, oh, oh stop, 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 right? You see it a lot with Israeli and the Palestinians. You see it a lot with, uh, um, it happened with Russia and Crimea when, they, when uh, during, uh, I think it was Obama term. I'm not 100% sure. I think... And this is horrible to say, but I think there's going to be some deals that are being made right now. And something in the lines of, look, we're going to take Ukraine, right? Don't, don't interfere. Maybe send some troops, maybe condemn us on the global, you know, stages. Do something symbolic. Don't worry, you know, don't interrupt us and you can go after Iran. And we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna intervene over there. There's gonna be deals being closed, and then at a certain point, all of those unsolvable conflicts will get solved, and it's going to be horrible. And uh, God help us. I, 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 th I think you're onto something. I, I can see that. <laughs> I, I, I can see that too. I mean, and it's so it's almost it's almost that Russia is going to take Ukraine. China will take Taiwan. And then the U.S. is going to get something out of it as well. And yeah, you can you can go after Iran. We're not going right. to, you know, you take care of their nuclear facilities, whatever that may be. There's going to be a big salad, and then world peace. Yeah, <laughs> world peace. Yeah. My ass. Then someone gets backstabbed for at least ten yeah. minutes, and then, yeah, then then the backstabbing begins. So, uh, yeah. well, you, I hope not. You know, then, well, you know, th that, yeah, that, that could be why they wanted Trump out of office so bad, because I don't think Trump would have put up with that. Look what Trump did. Trump met with the North Korean leader to de-escalate things. He actually negotiated a meeting between South and North Korea right. <laughs> leaders they went and, and shook hands. People, for, uh, people forgot that. That's That's like an amazing accomplishment. Oh, yeah. He brought the Abraham Accords, peace agreements between Israel and, and some um, Arab countries, uh, not familiar with, but this peace agreements between Israel and Arab countries in the Middle East <laughs> didn't happen for many, many years. And it happened without a war. Wow, that's crazy. I know. And he did it. Yeah. You know, we need leaders like that. Yeah, for some reason, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, hatred towards him from one aisle, uh, but I'm not going to go there. But I want to, this is what I would love to see. I would love to see our leaders pushing to de-escalate things and not look what's happening right now. 
Look what's happening in Russia, Ukraine. There's a lot of tension all over the world. What the hell is going on? Right. Why is it okay? Yeah, it doesn't make doesn't make any sense, man. Um, yeah, I, I would say I, I definitely see where you're going. I, I think you're right. I think that's going to be, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, and hopefully it doesn't play out that way. But I don't see it being any. I, I don't see it playing out any other way. With with you looking at the turn of events with Russia and what they're doing with their troops and what we're doing, and it does seem like. Biden's going to turn a blind eye to it. You know, it doesn't seem like we're going to get too involved in it. It doesn't seem like NATO's going to get too involved in it. And I think it's just going to, we're just going to let them take them. And then China's going to see that. They're going to take Taiwan. But, you know, all in all, there's probably some back-end deals being made throughout all this that none of us are, are aware of. Or <laughs> something else could happen. But I think we're gonna. This is the beginnings of World War Three, to be honest. I mean, there's too much tension in the world right now. I hope not, man. Are you ready for World War Three, Sean? <laughs> I don't think. No, I don't think. I don't think anyone's ready for World War Three. I don't think. I don't think our. I don't. I really don't think. I don't know. I. I feel like that we're. Not we're above war at this point. In our life, but I feel like the our, no. I feel like our society is like what the hell was the point of it? You know, uh, our society is offended by everything. If you sneeze the wrong way, someone will get offended and cancel you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you sneeze to the left? You should sneeze to the right. No, yeah, let's, cancel, let's destroy your life. Cancel culture is huge right now. I, I was telling Sean before you got on my on the the what they just recently did to Joe Rogan. I mean, outside of the Neil Young pulling off Spotify and all that, but there there's a new one out now where they had Joe Rogan was out there saying, you know, in past podcasts he would say that he would drop the N word uh, over and over again, and that someone put all of that all of those times and. To a compilation video and made it go viral, and of course the media is playing it like crazy because they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan right now, and he had to come out again and apologize and kind of make light as to the context uh, of him saying that word. Yeah, you know, and I'll take it a little bit to to crypto, but you can weaponize a lot of things, um, and the media can weapon. My God, they can take anything and, and, and really just make it look like something completely out of context. And if you really put your mind into it, you can do it. And uh, talking about weaponizing something, I'm going to go back. I know we're past it, but the SWIFT system that uh, we talked about earlier, we weaponize it. The U.S., and I don't think it's a secret, it's a weapon. Every time you hear... Uh, about uh, financial uh, sanctions, it's swift. Um, you know, if you're not going to do as told, or if you're a bad actor, we're going to cut you off swift, or we're going to do something with swift. And um, I think everything is kind of intertwined. I think the U.S. doesn't want to lose that power, or if something new is coming to replace swift, they want to have full control over it. So they can keep being the the cop of the world, you know. They don't want to 
We don't want to lose that status. And um, I think everything in one way or another is connected. Um, and I think that we will never know really <laughs> what exactly and what really is happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, that's why Putin is trying to get off of that financial system, trying to get away from SWIFT because of that reason. The U.S. uses that system as leverage for countries to do what they want them to do. Because if they get basically removed from that financial system, it makes it borderline impossible to function as a country. Yeah, we weaponized it. No, it it's just crazy. Well... Well, hey, Mayana, I just I, I really want to thank you for you know coming on board today and uh, just you know, sharing your story with us and spend time just bullshitting with us. Uh, any final thoughts that you want to finish up with, or um, no? Just thank you for having me, and um, let's uh, let's make it a great week, Sean. <laughs> Peace out. All right, uh, thanks, guys, and. Uh, and again, uh, everyone, uh, it really helps us with the show. If you were to subscribe to the channel, uh, hit the like button. And also, if you comment, uh, that also uh, helps other people that are checking out the show to see if they want to you know, really listen to it or not. Uh, so again, please subscribe. Uh, please hit the like button and hit the bell as well.